You're listening to audio provided by Valleydale Church. To find more resources or to donate to this ministry, please check out valleydale.org. Because C.S. Lewis is virtually like, you know, in the Chronicles of Narnia, beating yes. your head over the, beating yeah, with yeah. the Bible because it's so obvious. But well, that's really. Lord you, of the Rings you is different. You need to go, hurry up and finish up your mat. Go work on a PhD and do that as your dissertation. That would be a fa- that would be a book to be written right there. That, that would be interesting. I'm probably, not as, I'm probably not as good of a Lord of the Rings fan as I would need to be. To because be to Tolkien and Lewis, and there's one other guy that I can't remember. This guy was an atheist too, and he comes to Christ. Was he in the Inklings as well? Yes, it okay. was the three of them. I can't remember his name. He had an odd last name, and he he starts talking to Lewis about Christ, and Lewis is just dumbfounded. You know, it may be is it Charles Dyson. Hugo Dyson. Oh, it was the first name that was different. I was thinking his last name began with an O. I just I just typed in Tolkien Lewis. Yeah. And he went on to invent a. But anyway, you know, it's a great movie. I I don't know why they don't leave it in the theaters longer. I was shocked when I walked in to see the crowd of people that were in the theater. Was it a big crowd? Yeah. This was a three o'clock movie. I tell you, it's Hollywood does this over and over where they're like. They're like, well, you know, no, we're we're not going to do any Christian movies. We're not going to do anything that has any any kind of like spiritual, especially Christ-centered theme, and then somebody rams one through, you can remember the Passion of the Christ, or something like this, and then it just makes millions of dollars, and but they go... Well, they're committed... Listen, the news media in America are so committed to an agenda, it's not even funny. Uh, They don't even care if it costs some money. I know. It it is sad. But back back to C.S. Lewis. Now, this was the thing that that I was... And so I love that you close... because so we started on C.S. Lewis, guys. Yeah. We've been talking for the past 20 minutes. I don't know where you guys have been, but here we are. We started talking with uh, the the um, our dearly departed brother, Clive Staples Lewis, and uh, his magnificent writings. You closed with an illustration from The Great Divorce. That's probably yeah. my favorite C.S. Lewis book. Yeah. I was talking to somebody within the last week, week and a half, two weeks, who said, I just do not understand The Great Divorce. I don't like it. Oh, I don't understand wow. it. And I said, gosh, man, it's, it's, so, it's pretty clear to me. I, I don't know. You know what, what are you confused about? And I don't remember who I was talking to. Maybe he doesn't know who George MacDonald is. Because that was that was yeah, and that was a huge influence on Lewis too. I had to look it up the first time I I read. And and and, uh, Chesterton was, and what Lewis did was Lewis essentially said, you know, for uh, McDonald and for Chester, you know, well they were great, you know, in spite of the fact that they are Christians and go to church. (laughs) That's that's the way he was as a young man. We just kind of you know. that was baffling to him. Isn't that amazing, though? Because like I saw, and I, I just said this about with regards to Tolkien. Like you read the history books about them, and they they lift up their work. Like what incredible philosophers, yeah. what incredible writers they were. And, they, and you know, they they were yeah. Christians, and, and they happen to be, a, you know. Yeah. But if you were to know the men, like you would see that that was, it was central. Do- it was the dominant part of their life. This thing shows Tolkien. I, I, th- I just, man, I wanted to just stand up and cheer Tolkien in this thing because he is so, I'm just thinking to myself, man, you'd make a good Baptist. He was, I believe it. He was very smoking, committed right? to the lordship of Jesus Christ. Yeah. 
So. Was he smoking a pipe the entire movie? I well, really, that's, that's okay. the way that's I see it. That's all right. It. That's you know, a- the disciples did that. <laughs> we, we have that somewhere in Ephesians that it talks about. Second opinions? I think it's in that book. That's one of my favorites. Third Timothy. It's in there. Paul's lost second letter, the tearful yeah. letter to the Corinthians. Yeah, it's in tobacco. It's all right. But do not become drunk with wine. Yeah. Uh, anyway, where were we? So the great divorce, incredible. I think that's that. So I guess we, for the uninitiated, first of all, you need to read it. Shame on you. Haven't read the great divorce. So second of all, it is all about this picture. It is, it is an, a, I don't even know how to, how to put it. It's a picture of heaven and hell as only Lewis could describe yeah. it. Yeah. That it, the grass in heaven was so sharp and so green to those that came from hell and saw it, you know, that they were miserable. They couldn't heaven. even walk upon it. Yeah. It they were miserable in heaven. Yeah, because it's about these people, and obviously this is, this is it's, it, it's, it's to show a point. It's not actually scriptural, but the people from, hev- people from hell get to come and visit yeah. the outskirts yeah. of heaven. Yeah. And they get to see, and the angels come and offer them, like, you can come with us. You can come to heaven if you desire, but it's showing how the people in hell, in their heart of hearts, actually desire yeah. where they are. Yeah. Ooh, scary you stuff. You know, I've often said for some people, heaven is going to be hell because they'll be in a place where there's nothing to complain about. <laughs> <laughs> and that was their whole thing. Their spiritual gift was complaining. Yeah, they found yeah. something to complain. It's right about. there, you know. Love, joy, peace, complaining, griping. Ups, you know. Yeah, uh, that's from that second letter of the Corinthians. I think <laughs> Paul was getting mad. There's a reason they didn't put that one in the Bible. Paul was uh, Paul was angry. What else did we talk about yesterday? Well, we we should probably just say how great of a day yesterday was. It I was think a good day. I think you know, following up on the. Celebration Sunday yesterday was, you know, usually it's kind of a downer. It was a, yesterday was a great day. It was we great. We dedicated babies. We baptized um, three, four people. Uh, I can't remember. We had new members and my my uh, my in laws were visiting, and my my father in law is a well, he's uh, he's he grew up Catholic, so mm-hmm. he thought it was really funny. He was he was watching, and I. I can't remember if you said it or maybe we both said it, where it's just like, okay, we're going to have this parent-child dedication, then we're going to have baptisms. And he's like, oh, okay, so then they're going to dedicate, and then they're going to go over and baptize the baby. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, no, we're going to go over to the baptistry. Yeah. We have yeah. adult uh, adult baptisms here in the uh, the Baptist yeah. church. Yeah. So it was, it was a good day. I think see, seeing that, I, I don't know, I hope it encourages the congregation to see things like that. I think it does. They seemed happy. Did you want to give uh, the people online the, the update with regards to Celebration well, Sunday? Well, yeah, you know, Celebration Sunday. In all honesty, this past week, when you take what was given to um, the first fruits uh, out of stored resources, we, we had a day of special giving. We had over, we had $805,000 given. And when you add to that the, what was given to the budget, right. that, that day. It's incredible. It was like 170, 170, no, that. So it would have been like $970,000, $975,000 this church gave last week. Nine hundred seventy. So did you decide? Are you going to get the yellow or the red Corvette? With the- <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that candy apple red. It is just <laughs> incredible. 
Oh, gosh. That thing is just unreal. Praise the Lord. We've, anyway, got, we've got plenty of good accountability and good stewardship yeah, we around do. here. No we Corvettes do. will be no, purchased. No. We're no. still driving that uh, Pinto. 1968 yeah, Pinto. Oh my gosh, that's it's got, that's a uh, classic. 565,000 miles on it, but hey, it's still, <laughs> you know. That Singer sewing machine engine that's in there. When when Fords were Fords, you yeah. know, and not made and where what's the company now? Fords owned by like another company that's owned by no, Is it no, the Germans? No, the Swe- no. You're talking about um, Chrysler. Chrysler's oh, okay. owned by Dimmler Chrysler now. All right. Yeah. Emphasis on the dim. Yeah. Is that in, what was that? Is that That's German? That's German. Yeah. The Germans and the automobiles. Is that not right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 How's your German studying going so it's far? It's not. Oh, okay. I, t- I told you my wife looked at me and said I was out of my mind if, I, if, she th- if I thought I was going to study something else. <laughs> oh, golly. Uh, should we talk about the message? What do you think? Yeah. I loved the, the Lewis. I just love that story. You oh know, yeah, about the little red lizard that sits on the guy's shoulder. Well, that was the so that was kind of the the crux of what you were you were talking about. How, and it like, taunts him and mocks him. Isn't that what sin does to you? Yeah. You know, you submit to the sin, it comes and it just seduces you, and you submit to it, and then it just taunts you and it mocks you and it laughs at you. And you want to be free from the effect of the sin. Yes. While still holding on to the yeah, sin. I don't. I don't want God to. I, I want God to save me from the results of the sin. Please don't let me suffer. You know the results of the sin, but I, I'm not quite there yet to say take away the sin. And that's, that was the that was the young man's dilemma. That's what C.S. Lewis was saying. That's the well. And, and I, I bring it up because, and I thought you did a great job leading us in that, saying, like, yeah, this is something that we all struggle with. Yeah, you know, We all sure. have, like, these, these pet sins that we continue to come back to. And, oh, thank you, Lord, for forgiving me of this. You know, I guess I'll stop doing it once I get to eternity. But I'm just yeah. going to hold on to I'm it I'm going to hold now. on to the sin. But t- please don't make me pay for it, you know. Don't make me pay for the sin that I enjoy. We saw at the end of the passage how... Um, um, King Ahasuerus, yeah. um, he, he runs out of the room angry with himself because he's starting to reap some of what he has sown. Yeah, I he's think that's what effect. he's doing. I think he comes to a realization that he's the guy who's responsible for all of this. A lot of people reading this, I think even when I was in Sunday school or, or what have you growing up, like I almost interpreted that as um, his anger at Esther you know, just that she's bothering him with this, or his anger at Haman. Haman. Yeah. Um, but I, I liked your take on it, that he's angry with himself. I think he is. I think he is. I think he comes to a realization. He just sees. And the whole thing, you know, turns on what uh, Esther has said, for we have been sold. Um, he was the guy that sold them. If you go back to chapter 3. Yeah. You know, here comes Haman, and he says, listen, there's a certain people scattered and dispersed among the peoples in all the provinces of your kingdom. And he says, if it's pleasing to you, let it be decreed that they be destroyed, and I'll pay 10,000 talents. And what I, what I tried to do is to show the word destroyed there. Right. sold. And, and the word that she uses in chapter 7, verse 4, it's the same word. But it's how you nuance the word. The it's, ha- it's kind of the context and how you say it. And Haman was really 
really manipulating, I think, Xerxes and really kind of being deceptive. And what he was saying was, you know, just let me take them out of the way. Let me let me sell them. The word because the word means the word can be used to be sold as a slave, right. uh, to to be a wanderer, to cause someone to wander. There's a several different shades of meaning, and we have words like that um, in English. And the easiest one for me to come up with was was fly. Yeah, you know. Uh, a zipper is referred to as a fly. Right, right. A lot of you know, baseball, somebody hits a fly. Then well, there's the insect, the fly. Well, I like the, in the first service you said, and I don't think you said it in the second, where you talked about, like, well, yesterday I killed a fly. Yeah. And I killed a fly. But in baseball, man, he killed that fly ball. Yeah. Well, the ball's not alive, so you can't kill it. Yeah. But it's like a way of saying he hit it really hard, yeah. you yeah. know, it's just yeah. a different expression. So yeah, that, so it's how you nuance it. She comes and she makes it uh, pretty clear when she says, we've been sold. That's what you were told. Right. I am my people to be destroyed, you know. So she comes back and she uses the word with the nuance, we're going to be put to death. I think that's a really important lesson. that I ho- and, and if people have been listening to your messages consistently, they're starting to learn this, that, like, we have all this understanding as English speakers, mm-hmm. and there's so many bits of nuance, homonyms, synonyms, that sort of thing. Well, all of those things are present in other languages as mm-hmm. well, and we need to appreciate when they show up yeah. in the original languages yeah. of our Bible. Um, so they, they move, uh, so they, to move beyond that, and I just wanted to focus on this, this bit of humor, because I don't think the congregation followed you with this, even though I thought it was great, where she says, even if we were just slaves, you know, if, it, yeah. if we were just slaves, I wouldn't have bothered you about it. Yeah. But we're going to die, so what do we have to lose? Yeah. yeah, she because she comes, she says, if we had only been sold as slaves, men and women, I would have not, I would have remained silent for uh, for the trouble would not be commensurate <laughs> with the annoyance <laughs> to the king. No, I mean you got to laugh at that. Yeah, I mean it, you know, it, unless it's you're ridiculous. out there half asleep and you didn't have a cup of coffee or something this morning. That just listen to that. You know, I would not have bothered you, oh great husband of mine. I would not have dared bothered you if they're just going to sell me into slavery, but they actually have in mind putting me to death. But I don't want you to be annoyed, you know. Well, but it also kind of it kind of fits with just the, the sort of the ridiculous way that we're required to speak to royalty. Yeah. You know, like, oh, do not, I, I don't, don't want to troublest thou, yeah. my king. Yeah. Your well, majesty. Well, you know, you could not come into the presence of a king sad. And you're going to see that in the next <laughs> chapter. In the next <laughs> chapter, you could not come right. in. You right. did, you did, you, you know, if you came in and you brought the king down, everybody in the empire suffered, you know. Everybody goes out 30 lashes, you know. I'm feeling a little depressed. He came in, he depressed me. Everybody gets 30 lashes, you know. See so some of that in it's, our household. It's kind of like you don't want to you, you could not come before the king with a sad face. Do you remember when Nehemiah goes before That's right. the king and he says, "What is this? Why are you so sad a face?" And the he Bible says that life. Nehemiah was he was afraid. Why? Because you didn't act depressed around the king. That's right. You only, you only. Just keep the guy in a good mood. <laughs> it's we have no idea what he'll do. 
Yeah. It's funny. There's some modern. I keep thinking of the modern analogies in our household, where you know, it's like where, you know, we'll get mad at one kid and, and don't then, upset your dad. And then the <laughs> whatever you do tonight tell, at the table, don't upset your dad. I don't t- say anything. In fact, don't even come eat supper. Tonight. That's what I. I'm trying to tell that to the kid to the kids about about my. She probably does it for me too, but I tell the kids. My, about uh, like, hey, you just don't want to talk to your mother right now, and they still go up and talk to her. And then they get their their behind discipline, and I'm just like, why? Like, just don't go talk to her. She's seven months pregnant, and she's tired of you. She's tired of you coming around. I'm trying. To, I'm trying That's to Kirkwood help you. Bullis at <laughs> so send all emails to kbullis at valleydale.org. They're automatically oh, forwarded to Jay Magook at oh. valleydale.org. So I don't. That is hilarious. That is That's hilarious. the truth. That you try idiot. to help your right. children. You yeah, try to help do. them. I'm on your how side. How moody we are, how touchy we are, <sighs> how particular we are. We're all, all trying to be emperors, right? And Just husband like... and children catch the brunt <laughs> of it. <laughs> no. Here, listen. <laughs> you know, I thought that the women yesterday would have at least stood up and shouted, waved a flag, you know, hollered amen or something, man. I was giving them all kind of good material yesterday it was it i don't know it was a quiet it was incredible attendance great spirit in the room but yeah it was kind of it was kind of quiet they were quiet uh yeah so maybe there were a lot of people afraid of each other i i looked over at my wife and i was like i don't think you've ever been scared to tell me about what you think about this and that yeah and uh, well we think that sometimes but honestly i think in serious i'm being yeah yeah serious Serious. we got the serious Uh, face on now uh you know a lot of times a woman is very hesitant to tell her husband about a trouble or problem or an issue, yeah. which was one of my sub points to a major point. Well, and I thought it was that, and that 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 application of the text that that took me by surprise, but it was very apt. Like you're like these this queen and king, they are married to one another, so there is that uniqueness to their yeah. relationship, yeah. even though they're royalty. So yeah, well, that can he really apply. loves her. I'm convinced he really loves her. Yeah, in in fact, you'll see more of this in the next chapter. But the other part of that was, can a, can a wife tell her husband about a person? Can a yeah. wife come to you and say, I really don't like the guy you're hanging around? She needs to be able to have the good. freedom to say yes. that. I really don't think. Because I've had my wife, I've had my wife say that to me before. I've had me my too. wife, we've been standing in a line, you know, receiving people, and people would come by and would say things, and I've had my wife lean over and say, now, I'm just giving you fair warning. You better watch that one right there. Yeah. You know. Yeah, well, I, I don't know who told me this, but I, but I've, I've always taken it to heart, and he said, the voice of my wife always sounds, or the, the, the voice of the Holy Spirit very often sounds like the voice yeah. of my wife. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think women are far more now. sensitive to that. Oh, my goodness, yeah. And I would say, oh. You know, come on. She said, I'm telling you, just better listen to a woman's intuition. I know. Yep, there is there is something there. That's part of who they are as, as image bearers. And, you know, we're yeah. just we're just a little bit more hard-headed in that way. Yeah. Lord, help us. So to all, Joanna gave a very quiet amen from across the room. She thought I didn't hear she, it, yeah. but I have the ears of a snake. Just loud enough. Well, Pastor, well, it's true. It, it's is true. it is true. Where are you going next week? We're starting well, to see the redemption in, uh, come in. It's Chapter 8, and you're going to see a lot of reversals in Chapter 8. And I'm back there. I was earlier this morning back there studying this. I may go into Chapter 9. I can't decide. 
I may close out the book this week. I don't know. Well, oh, I wow. I can't decide but because I, told I was back you. there thinking that on the Sunday after Thanksgiving, I might do something a little different, a little special, okay. but I'm, I'm kind of rocking back. You're going against that. what I told you to do. I, I told you I you're, you're supposed to take three more weeks I know, with this. I know. And I may. That very well may be what I do. The interesting thing, I've been in Israel. I've been in um, Israel during the Feast of Purim. A number of times. It'd be fun it's to talk about It's kind of interesting. That. Like I, because they, everybody dresses up. Everybody and, dresses up. It's kind of, <clears throat> in a sense, it's like Halloween, but in a sense, it's not, in that it's not a ghoulish thing. Sure, it's sure. It's a time of celebration. It's a kind of, yeah. They And I think they give out candy. Uh, they better. I'm not so going to dress any, up unless anyway. somebody's going to give me a reward. I want some candy anywho, up in here. Anywho, anywho. So we got Thanksgiving on the horizon. Yeah, it's that's going to be really that's fun. That's next week. I'm glad you and me got to hang out today. I felt like Rick kind of came between us last week, well, if I'm being honest, even though I was well. sitting between you guys. He did preach a good sermon yesterday during the baptism. <laughs> really appreciated that from him. Well, I thanked him afterwards for not drowning the lady. Did you? So, <laughs> not well, not holding you know, her Not holding first baptism, down. thank you for not, not drowning holding her down. Oh, was that his first one? Oh, well, okay. I guess. I don't know. Was it? About well, minute, thank the Lord he didn't drown. Her. Minute seven or so, I started wanting to play like the commercial outro music for Rick and Bubba. Rick, <laughs> like, will that make the... Oh, my stars. I shouldn't give him such a hard time. Actually, I should. He gives me a way, way worse time. Brody over there is like, yes, you absolutely should. Give him a worse You know what we need to do? Oh, time. You know what we need to do is at some point, we need to have Joanna and Brody just up here with yeah, us. Yeah, we ought to put two more. It can be like, we can do kind of the radio. We need to give them like weird nicknames and stuff. But well, we can you know, the whole Fox radio has show. the five. We could have the four. The four? Fox has five? Is that a show? Yeah. yeah oh, okay. A, the Fox Five? I think five? it's called five, the five or something like that. Maybe we could put a window in front of us and we could call it the view. What do you think of that? <laughs> Y'all have a good one. <laughs> <laughs> right, you. you don't want to know what I think of that. <laughs>